Well, it's been a big week for the Aggies. You know, um, this will be the third game in seven days. And, and, of course, Colorado State's coming off of their bye week. So they're playing great basketball, um, winning eight of their last nine. And, of course, their one loss in those last nine was at at our place. So they've been excellent at home in league play. They only have one loss at home, and that's the San Diego State. And, um, and San Diego State's beating everybody on their schedule. So they're playing great. They're very well-rounded. Um, they're playing very well defensively, and then, of course, offensively, um, they've been playing at a very, very high level, in particular um, at home. So at, over the last five games at their place, they've shot 56.5% from the three and 57% overall um, from the floor. So, so we're going to have to really be on top of it. They, got, they always have five guys on the floor that can score. And of course, Carvaccio is a, a heck of a player, and he's been there, done that kind of guy, and um, uh, can score in a lot of different ways and obviously an elite rebounder um, and then Thistlewood has been playing at a very very high level uh, hurt us especially uh, early in that second half at our place I think he scored nine straight for them and then they have great guard play Isaiah and, and freshmen two freshmen have really played well and Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy so um, they put a lot of pressure on you they're a very good passing team uh, one of the best passing teams we've seen all year. So be a hostile environment. I know it's their Colorado night, I think. And so um, I know there will be a great crowd and it will be a ruckus environment. And we'll have to be ready to play. All right, guys. Thank you. So, <laughs> anything else? Okay. Okay. Did, uh, you know, every game really since you started with three losses has been kind of a must win for what you want to do. You're in a situation here now where, the, where you've got to prove yourself a little bit on the road in a, in a game against a good team. Yeah, I mean, um, um, we, we, I think, have two true road wins. They've been very good in neutral court games, you know, beating Florida, LSU, North Texas having a great year. Um, and so I uh, had a tight one against St. Mary's and a couple tough losses, and that's part of it. You look around the league and... That's how it's been, you know. I mean, just besides San Diego State, it's just been incredibly difficult to win on the road, and that's uh, there's a lot of things that come to the, into play with that. But the number one thing is you got to eliminate losing, and you got to be very, very sound and disciplined and and on point. You got to be good defensively. You got to find a way to score baskets and not go in scoring droughts. And I think for the most part, we have been good defensively, but we've had some scoring droughts um, this year for for various reasons. So. Um, you know, I feel like the last two times we've been on the road, we have played, well, actually, quite frankly, the last three times, even though we've been one and two, uh, we played really well at San Diego State for most of the game, had, had some scoring droughts, and they went on their big run and in a crazy environment and played excellent for the first 36 and a half minutes on the game before that. So um, I think we're trending upward, but certainly Colorado State has clearly played their best at home, and they're a very good team. They are an experienced team, but they do have a lot of freshmen, and you know, generally speaking, younger guys do play better at home. Well, uh, so hopefully we can find a way to get in there and play well. And, and when you play well, you always give yourselves a chance to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win, but you give yourself a chance to win. And then you give yourself a chance to win, then you've got to find a way to, to finish that game. Mm -hmm. And so that's the goal, obviously, um, tomorrow night. And these guys who've been there before have to have a feeling like, hey, we can score, we can do some things, because, I mean, last year's game was, was a heck of a game over there. It's, it's, it's kind of ironic, because it's very similar to last year. You know, last year we had the emotional win, San Diego State, that was a Tuesday night, then we had Nevada on a Saturday, and then we had Colorado State on a Tuesday, so it was the same type of deal, where you're having all those games in a short 
short turnaround. And, and the Saturday night game was a, a pretty emotional game. Um, you know, Wednesday's game against UNLV was incredibly physical and rugged. And I thought the Boise game was just, you know, there was a lot going on that night with the sellout and, and celebrating the spectrum and Wayne Estes and all of that. I thought there was a lot of emotion in the gym. So it's a quick turnaround. And so you got to make sure the guys' minds are right. We got to make sure they're physically good. Um, in terms of the recovery, because we know they're going to be fresh as can be. We know they're going to add, um, you know, we know they're going to will have added a few different things to their playbook without a question. Uh, they always do when they have a buy, and so we're going to have to be on point with that stuff. But we do have a veteran group. We have a group that's been there uh, last year. What was the final? A hundred to ninety-six, I think it was. <laughs> so, you know, there was a they couldn't stop us. We couldn't stop them. Um, but they're much better defensively, certainly, than last year. And, and quite frankly, on the offensive end, too. I mean, you don't get to where they're at right now without being a much better team. So um, it's going to be a, a, a heck of a test for the Aggies. Coach, when they started an additional guard in Chris Martin, they struggled a lot. And then Thistlewood came on, and they went on this nice little winning streak. What do you see out of Thistlewood that makes such a big difference for the team? Well, when they took Martin out of the, the starting lineup and put in Roddy, Roddy's numbers really went up, and then and then I think it probably opened some things up for Thistlewood too because, you know, Carvacho is so good and just commands the ultimate respect. If you're going to play him one on one, you're you know I mean he's pretty good in that scenario. If you're bringing doubles, Carvacho is a very good passer, and Roddy's a good passer. So just you got to really pick your poison with them now. And then Roddy is a very good passer. He knows how to play on the perimeter, but yet he's a bowling ball. You know, at six five, two fifty. So, so then I think kind of opens things up for Thistlewood to to do his deal, and they run a lot of stuff for him. And he's an elite shooter. I mean, he's he's one of the best shooters in the league without a question. And and now you know he's on the back end of his sophomore year, but he's played. He's really a junior without a question. I mean, all the minutes he got last year as a true freshman, and then all the minutes now. But I feel like it's kind of giving them maybe a little more role definition, if that makes sense. And then their, their, their ones and twos are so dynamic um, off the bounce and just great playmakers. So they can make one-on-one -on -one plays, and they're jets, right? I mean, so whether it's in the half court or their transition, they're a, they're, if they're not the best team in transition, they're one of the top, I would say, two in the league of, of pushing the ball and making uh, plays. So they put a lot of pressure on you from all five spots on the floor at any given time. Sam said something earlier this year about how teams normally play him. They like to double him off screens and, and try to do that. Colorado State's getting 38 to him and then 28. What, what could they do different or what do you think or anticipate that how they could play him different to try to take him out? Of well, it, it, the hard part in, in league play is, you know, you're, you just, it just feels like you, you know, two days of practice play, uh, maybe a day and a half of practice play, and it's hard to all of a sudden incorporate like a whole new scheme. The difference is when you've had a week off to prepare, you actually have some time to say, okay, we're going to try some this and that, or have this adjustment ready or that adjustment. So I think anything's in play, quite frankly, um, from how they play him off the ball to how they defend their ball, you know, ball screens with him. Um, um, I just think there's a, just anything that comes into play that they feel like they can do. And a lot of it is, uh, as we all know, a lot of it's your um, philosophical beliefs as a coach, but then a lot of it is 
what can you really execute with your personnel? <laughs> and so you might want to do certain things, but when you have this guy in the game or that guy in, it's hard to do that because maybe they're limited with some of those things. So, um, so quite frankly, Al, it's a really good question. I've been non my, I've been working my brain over that for the last two days of what, what could we? And, and of course, Nico and I have worked together over the years and. We play, you know, when I was at South Dakota, we played their Drake team. So I think they have a tremendous feel for what we're going to try to do. And I think we have a pretty good feel what they're going to try to do. And I guess uh, only time will tell what kind of different adjustments who they can make. they matched him most? Is it this one? Would they put him on? Or who did they put one of their other uh, uh, they, teams? The, like last game, they had, I mean, they had, um, they had Stevens on them. They had uh, Kendall Moore on them. They had Edwards on them. They had uh, Martin on them. So they through a lot of different guys and then you know they typically switch one through four on ball screens so when we have our four men go set ball screens it could be Thistlewood on them or Roddy on them or Tanjay on them like it's been but mainly those three guards okay. and last year it was Jeremiah Page mm -hmm. but I thought about offense when you guys play each other because obviously there's been a lot of points scored but the last meeting you guys played pretty good Defense. Oh, well, you shot the ball well, but you were able to hold them to below 40%. Yeah, we held them to. That's one thing that's really been the calling card all year, I think, is we never put any people in. It felt a lot of points the last 40% this year. Well, we have. We've done a good job um, defensively, and to hold them to 61 points. And I think, you know, especially we really did a good job that last 10 minutes of the game, but really the whole game. They just, they do. Like, it's not an understatement when we say they put a lot of um, their guys have really improved. You know, Kendall Moore is shooting it at a high level. That was maybe a little bit more suspect last year, but he's certainly in a in a great rhythm. So you just got to be on point with your game. They run a, a ton of plays. They run a lot of sets. So you just got to be really in tune to what they do, and they can do a great job of running it, running them well and running them with pace. So um, you just got to hope you can slow them down the best that you can, and then find a way to score to keep pressure on them. You know, on the other side of the floor. And then. Carvacho and Nini's an interesting match all the time. Those two guys two, have had some good ones, really. Two, yeah, they have. They've had every game. It's been a battle between those two. Those two. It's been a battle royale, and they're two of the best in the league, if not the two best in the league. And and we know what we all know what Nimi can do. But Carvacho is just such a good. He's a he's a really good player. And not only can he score, and we all know his rebounding is an elite level. I mean, it is elite. Um, as a rebounder, I think he has the Mountain West record for uh, most double doubles in a career, and he's averaging just a little bit more rebounds than than Bean is right now. Um, but he's also a tremendous passer. Like he can really, they do a good job of getting kind of like we do at Nimi, putting him in the high post with some things, and even at the top of the key with some things. And he knows when to pass it. He knows when to dribble handoff, and he just he's he's uh, I don't want to say he's a point center, but Man, he's got a lot of perimeter skills, skills for a man of his size. And, and then, of course, he's just really physical and rugged in there as well. High motor. Coach, really quickly, as the season winds down, is there anything you'd like to see change in Mount West Conference scheduling for next season? Thought a lot about that. I'm not sure I can control it, so I don't, wait, I don't spend too much time yeah. on it. But, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. I know that's a big debate right now, a little bit of a debate right now. And, um, I'm not sure where the league is at with it, with that. Obviously, we're going to always support the league. Um, it's a it's a tough one because for us, it's very difficult to get home games. 
So by naturally scheduling where everybody plays everybody twice, that's 20 games. That gives you 10 home games built in right away. Um, I'm a traditionalist, so I love the fact that everybody plays each other twice. So you have a natural champion, um, and, and everybody gets everyone twice. Um, on the flip side, I don't know if I love having two conference games in early December, um, which is what would happen. And obviously we have to happen this year, which, you know, because of the conference tournament moving up in a week. And then there is a little bit of debate, like can you have a better non-conference schedule, um, having the flexibility to schedule two other teams? Um, I don't know, um, I don't know. But I do know this, in our shoes it's very, very difficult to get quality home games. And, and you know, and last year we only played, uh, we played UNLV at home, but we did not get to play Boise at home. This year, we played Nevada at home. We are not going to their place, and we did not get to play New Mexico at home. So those are quality home games that our fans love, that I think are good for our players, and um, and so you want to play, you want those games, right, at home. And so, um, so it's just very very difficult for us to get home games.